0: I don't think we're out of the woods yet by any stretch. I do think there is going to be some volatility, but not to the peaks and valleys that you have seen uh, before. Now, that's just my personal, humble opinion. And obviously, I stay in tune as much as I can. But you, you have seen a little bit of leveling out. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Glad
1: to have you back on Perfect Game Retirement. We're going to be talking coronavirus a little bit today on the show as we all kind of are uncertain about what's to come and, and kind of what we've seen so far. We're still trying to process really a lot of news. that's come down over the past uh, six weeks or so when we're recording this episode. So we're going to get Ryan's perspective on everything on the market and and talk to us a little bit about where we can go next, some things we can be doing with our, uh, with our finances to improve our situation and better prepare for ourselves for when things start returning to normal, and hopefully it will pretty soon. So let me welcome Ryan on to the show. He's president and financial coach over at Black Oak Asset Management, serving all of the Atlanta area. Ryan, what's
0: going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm an essential business, so I am nice. going to work every single day. Now, my staff is is at home and obeying by the rules, and uh, but I'm coming here uh, creating some normalcy in my life. And while my kids are doing you know their online learning, but now I'm coming in every day and, and going about my business, obviously not meeting people in person, but Still going about my my day to day and keeping things chugging along.
1: Well, that's awesome, and I, and I want to get into this coronavirus topic with you. I know it's kind of affected all of us, so we're going to spend some time on that today. And, and I want to kind of remind people too that I know we're all kind of looking for some uh, advice and resources, and we have all extra time too that we're reading more or we're taking in consuming more media or whatever it is, however we're passing the time. But I will point you to Ryan's website at blackoakam.com. Uh, and right on the front, as soon as you log on, you're going to see the retirement rescue kit that you can, you can uh, request from Ryan. He'll send it to you directly. And, uh, there's a lot of great information in that on, uh, how to defuse a ticking tax time bomb. But also with that, you'll get access uh, to some other webinars and stuff that he's going on. It'll keep you in the loop on uh, a lot of different things that he's, he's cranking out. If you just want to give me a quick, uh, kind of run down on how those webinars are working for you, Ryan, just so everybody knows.
0: Yeah, they've obviously, just like every other industry, it seems like webinars and Zoom meetings seem to be kind of the go-to right now. And it's it's not as personable as an in-person meeting, but hey, we're just making adjustments just like everybody else is. So yeah, as one of the value adds to the Retirement Rescue Kit. Again, it's got a, a couple of books that I wrote in there, DVD, CD, uh, some free reports in there. But in addition to that, they get an invitation to a webinar that strictly focuses on their investments and what's going on with the current environment. So, and it's an on demand. Webinar, So they can really click on that and watch it at their convenience. Now I do live webinars once a week as well. And people who have reached out to us in the past uh, will get invitations to that. But if they do order that retirement rescue kit, they will have access to that webinar on demand and they can watch it at their leisure. That's great. And that's
1: uh, the, the beauty of a podcast too. You can listen to this podcast on demand at your leisure as well. And all the episodes can be found at blackoakam.com. So check out their website when you get a few minutes. There's going to be a lot of information there, but uh, make sure you request that toolkit and uh, check out our podcasts and past episodes. We're going to go into a lot of different stuff, but today we want to focus on the coronavirus and kind of hit on some of the things you're touching on in the webinar a little bit. Uh, you can expand on some more things in detail there, but let's go to some more big picture stuff. And let's just kind of start with what What you've seen so far, Ryan, with this market, because I mean, this is obviously unprecedented with what we've seen, but just kind of from your perspective, uh, help me make some sense of of what we're witnessing.
0: Yeah, it's definitely crazy uh, that every day has got a twist and a turn to it or a headline that kind of comes out of nowhere. And you think maybe that the the market's going to continue to go one direction. And then whether it's good news or bad news, it pops up out of nowhere and the market, you know, shoots up. 5% Uh, 5% in one day or down 7% the next. So it's definitely been a roller coaster ride. I have talked to other advisors and mentors of mine who have been in the industry much longer than I have, and they just said that this is a, a very unusual circumstance. Uh, and and we kind of talk about this in the webinar everyone kind of says this time is different this time is different well there's always going to be something and whether it's a virus or a housing bubble or a dot com bubble there's always going to be something and it's easy to say this time is different this time is different well not not really i mean it's original so don't get me wrong i mean having to be basically quarantined to your house i don't think any of us have had to do that before but If you look at history, and that's all we can look at, uh, I don't have a crystal ball. We can't go forward, but we can look backwards and go, okay, how was this event when this happened, whether it was HIV in the early 80s, or H1N1, or Zika, or any of these other historical events, we look at what happened and say, okay, man, was it painful while we were going through it? But then fast forward, whether it's six months, a year, two years, afterwards, you look and go wow, you know, it looks like a blip when you look at a line graph. Now, I'm not belittling this situation. It is, it's extreme. And and, and I think we're doing these extreme measures to prevent it from being a catastrophe. And I think, for the most part, people are doing a great job, whether that's locally or nationwide. Obviously, there's pockets of it where it's a lot worse, but I think people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You do see people getting antsy, and and as the recording of this show, you start to see some rumblings of quote-unquote reopening America, or you, I'm a big sports guy, so you start to see Major League Baseball having discussions about starting their season up again and – PGA Tour. So you, you start to see rumblings of it. And I think that's the first sign of uh, starting to turn the page. I don't think it's going to be completely the way it was until there's a vaccination. Even if there is a vaccination, it may not be completely uh, like it was before. But I do think in time, uh, things will, will get back to normal. This too shall pass. And I 100% believe that. So this will be a pretty good blip on the radar as far as a line graph when you measure what the what the stock market has done but we're going to get past this i have no doubt
1: i think the most difficult thing for me and i'm sure other people would probably agree with this is just not knowing you know how long this is going to take and kind of how many ups and downs we're going to have because i mean it's become pretty normal to to see a three four or five percent day up or down in the stock market which you know we talked six months ago that'd been a huge move either way uh and that's what we're seeing right now so you, i mean do you can we expect any stabilization at any point? Or, you know, How long do you think the volatility will continue like this? Do you have any kind of sense?
0: Yeah, that's a great point. You bring that up. I mean, I know when the market, I don't remember exact day when it was, but it went down like 2%. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, that's not a bad day. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, that right? I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking that, that you're right. I mean, if it went down 1% last year, you're thinking, oh gosh, here we go. Here we go. But it's crazy how you almost get immune a little bit to to the volatility and, The volatility has decreased. If you've kind of watched the patterns of what the market has done the last six, seven, eight weeks, obviously it was like a cliff uh, for a while there, just completely straight down. Then maybe every once in a while you would see a rebound the next day where basically some investors are just trying to cash in, if you will, on the market being down so low the previous day. And you saw that happen quite a bit. it spike up and then down, 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 and then spike up. Well, you started to see now that there's not volatility, but you seen it settle a little bit. I mean, the, as the recording of this show, like I said a minute ago, last week was one of the best weeks. That if you just look at how much the increase was in percentage standpoint, it was, it was one of the best weeks ever, especially for small caps. It was like the best week ever. So yeah. in the midst of all of this, you're, you're thinking, holy cow, how could that be the, the case? But that's where... If you try to jump in and jump out and time the market, if you jumped out and then last week it had the best week ever, then you you missed out on a lot of recovery. Now, I don't think we're out of the woods yet by any stretch. I do think there is going to be some volatility, but not to the peaks and valleys that you have seen. Uh, before. Now that's just my personal humble opinion. And obviously I stay in tune as much as I can, but you you have seen a little bit of leveling out and and there's still going to be bad headlines. Like obviously unemployment rates are going to continue to spike. Uh, That's very obvious. I mean, there's businesses not open. So people are going to apply for unemployment. So we're going to see how the stimulus check stuff works. We're going to see how the $350 billion, which is basically already out of money, how that's going to help small businesses. So time is going to tell on a lot of this stuff. But from a sure market perspective, you you do see a little bit of the volatility um, starting to smooth out a little bit, still can go down. I'm again, not saying that we're at the bottom yet, but you start to see it leveling out a little.
1: Okay. Well, as a financial coach like you are, I mean, you know, this is a time where it's very turbulent for you. I mean, you know, but this is where you get to see whether or not your plans can stand up to what you anticipated, right? So what take us kind of into the office right now and, and tell me about those conversations you've had with clients, how they've been and, and have they been concerned or have they've been, you know, handling this in stride?
0: Yeah. So you, you hit the nail on the head there when you said plan. If you have a plan in place, it's sometimes it's hard to account for something like this, but we're still in the short term of, of this. Now, if we could have a complete recovery in three or four months, and again, this not be something that's lasting for a long period of time, maybe very similar to, to 08 and nine, that lingered for a while. Uh, the, the market recovered a little bit, but the economy was still a wreck. So if you have a plan in place and especially for those who are in retirement. I I talked to one of my clients yesterday. They're like, oh man, I feel sorry for the people who are in retirement and pulling money out. Well, yeah, that, that, that is true. But depending on the person's situation and what their, their tolerance is, they shouldn't be all in the market. And I'm not going to get into the specifics of, of what people are in, but you should have different types of investments that have different risk exposure. So during a good year, like 2019, When the equity market is up, then pull your income off of those investments that are getting 18, 19, even as high as 30%. That's where the income comes from. Let your safer investments sit there and and do their thing. Well, flip it around. This year, you don't want to be pulling as much as you can out of equities because they're getting blasted. Even some safer investments are getting hurt, but not quite as much. So that's where you just shift your focus on where does that income come from? Well, you switch the investments where the income is coming from. And also sometimes, too, some of my clients are like, you know what? You know, I don't need as much money per month. We're not going out. We're not traveling. We're not doing these things. So that's a perfect Perfect scenario for a retiree to kind of ease off on the gas, if you will, on their income and then let their investments uh, heal. So that's why we take a bucketing approach with people. You know, these buckets of investments, those are for the next five years. These buckets of investments, those are from six to 10, so on and so forth. So you're not really. Messing around with those really, really long-term investments, they kind of do their thing. But if we need to pull income from them during extreme upticks in the market, then we can take from there and vice versa. So pulling money out is a completely different animal than putting money in. So switching gears with most of my clients who are not retired, they're trying to plow in as much as they can. So hats off to the clients that I do have. I've had more people having conversations with me on where should we put more money as opposed to, oh my gosh, let's are we doing the right thing here? Do we need to go to cash?
1: Well, that kind of takes me into what I was going to ask you next. You know, For people that have that plan and been working with you, some considerations you've mentioned, is there any adjustments specifically that you might point out to somebody, hey, think about this. Here's some things maybe you can be doing right now, uh, even though you have a solid plan in place?
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely try not to take as much income as you can if you don't need it. Um, It makes your portfolio, it's crazy how much it makes it last so much more uh, as opposed to just keep taking the same amount out every single month. So there's always adjustments. I mean, from behind the curtain, from my job, from my perspective, this is a little bit um, nerdiness and financial lingo, but a lot of people know the concept is rebalancing. So if you have an investment account and it's set, let's just use very stereotypical, a 60-40 mix, 60% in the market, 40% in fixed income, bonds, whatever that may be. So when your account goes down and the equities are not doing well at all, so no longer is it now 60% of your portfolio, it may be 50% or maybe as low as 40%. So that means your safer investments are a much higher percentage of what they were. So in a case like that, my job is to go in and say, okay, the safer investments are way too big of a proportion of what they're Uh, investment pie or their account is. So I need to go in and sell some of those safer investments that have now creeped up to 50% as opposed to where it was at 40% and sell some of those, sell 10%, let's say, and then let's go buy the equity portion. That's based off of what the stock market has done, and we're buying that at a low. So now we're back to that 60-40 makeup of a portfolio. So if you don't do that over time and just kind of ignore that, then your portfolio can get completely out of whack. Let's use the reverse example of that in 2019. If you were in a 60-40, well, by the end of the year, you were probably in a 70-30 where 70% was exposed in the market. Well, if you didn't rebalance at the beginning of the year or whenever you have those triggers kind of built in as an advisor, then you're taking more of a hit right now because you didn't get your portfolio back in check and where it should have been. Now obviously, 60-40 is just a very stereotypical uh, example. But if you don't continually do that, then you're going to take bigger hits when you don't realize it and vice versa. When there is a recovery, when the market does go down, if you still have a larger majority and safer investments you're not going to feel um, the complete recovery when it does happen.
1: Yeah. Those are both good points. And something I think a lot of people have probably just kind of assumed, Hey, I'll get to it eventually. I don't need to really rebalance. Things are going well. You know, we'll get a, we'll get a good sign of when things are starting to turn down, but you just never know. Like this happened so quickly that you didn't really have time to, to react. You better, you should have been in a good position to begin with, uh, to not worry about it. But the other group that I think about, are those people that did have a financial plan, that have either done it on their own or just not felt the need to, or just kind of been, hey, I'll get to it eventually. So I would imagine this has been a big eye-opener for for many people in that boat. Uh, what are their next steps? What's
0: something they could be doing right now to get back on the right track? Well, definitely getting a plan. It's amazing how many people uh, do not. And that's kind of one of the points I address in the, in the webinar that I talk about is, don't let this be a, a trial and error uh, type situation where it's this is your livelihood, it's your money, it's your retirement. And so getting a, a plan in place and whether that is working with an advisor on an ongoing basis or just paying a, a one-time fee for an overall plan. And, and we kind of offer both approaches because some people want to manage their own money. And that's great. That's awesome. But show me your plan. What what do you have in place for an income strategy, investment strategy, tax strategy, you name it. What does that legacy look like that you want to leave behind? What if there is a huge downturn in the market? Have we baked that into the plan? Have we considered that? What are your assumed rates of return? What are your assumed uh, rates of inflation? What uh, taxes? You know, Are you heavily in IRAs and 401ks? Well, here's a big caveat. And I've always been a big tax planner, again, not a CPA, but always plan around taxes. And okay, the government's pumping a lot of money into the economy, even more so than they have been. Uh, so we got, we got uh, the Federal Reserve uh, pumping in money as well. So we got monetary policy, we got fiscal policy. Where do you think tax rates are going to go? Well, I've always thought down the road taxes are going to go up. Again, just my one person humble opinion. But when you got uh, a few trillion more dollars being spent by the government, where is that coming from? Well, it's going to come from taxpayers and how they do that. That's that's up to the politicians to figure that out. So let's look at our long term tax plan. If, If those jack up, then what does that do to your income plan? So there's just a lot of pieces to the puzzle that most people only focus on rates of return and what is my account total doing? Well, there's a lot more to it than that. So, but if you want to manage your own stuff, great, that's fine. But pay someone to do a fee only plan where they put something together and then you implement it. But at least they, there's many advisors out there who have, you know, complex software and not to say there's not stuff online that people can do, but You get a little bit more detail and uh, a robust platform when you do pay an advisor to do that. Obviously, I'm a biased opinion, but I just know what we do and what other advisors do for people is put something in place. They just sometimes need to hear a third party say, hey, here's what you do. And some people can implement that on their own. Now, some people can't and they want help with that and that's okay. But most people just don't know where to start to put that plan in place and you got to continue to revert back to that plan, whether it's once a month, once a quarter, once a year. But people who do have a plan that work with us are definitely revisiting that more and that's what we're doing. That's where we get paid as advisors to To help people navigate uh, these muddy waters that that do happen you don't take many phone calls on how the market's doing in in 2019 when the when the market's exploding Uh, you (laughs) just you don't do that and and then now again this is where we want to be be more relevant in people's lives and i send out uh, at least once or twice a week i send out video emails to my existing clients and just talking about what's going on in the market and keeping them informed as opposed to you know hiding under my desk and not not reaching out to anybody. Yeah, I mean there, look, there's value
1: to, to an advisor even in a good year, but this is really where I think you you understand the true value of an advisor is a time like this when you're getting that feedback, you're getting that information, but also you've seen your your plan kind of withstand one of the worst uh, maybe financial crises we'll see hopefully we don't see it every 10 years, but there's gonna be another downturn, but just saying that we saw the market drop 35, 40% at one point. And hopefully if you had a plan in place, you're working with an advisor, you maybe you only dropped five to 10% and you can kind of, you can truly see why that plan is in place and, and see the actual plan work in real time. You know, you, work, you throw all these um, simulations out there and you can kind of see what's going to happen, but until you truly live it, you may not really understand the true value. But I think a lot of people are seeing that right now. And if you know, if you're considering an advisor or you want a second opinion or anything that, that we talked about so far on the show and, and you just want to kind of get uh, a little more information on that, reach out to Ryan and his team. You know, Ryan's a retirement income certified professional and uh, Dave Ramsey, Smart Vester Pro. So he's going to be there to help you out and, and coach you through this situation. You can find him online at blackoakam.com the office number 470-508-0508 and even though we're on lockdown Ryan's still at the office cuz he is essential personnel so if you do call he will be there to answer uh, your phone calls it's time for the mailbag we want to hear from you before we uh, wrap up the show a couple more things I want to do today Ryan I going to start with a mailbag question so if you ever have uh, anything on your mind you can reach out to us uh through that phone number I gave you or through Black Oak AM. But I wanted to uh, take this question from Rick in Atlanta. He he wrote, I retired two years ago with more than a million dollars in my IRA, which I thought at the time would be more than enough to give me the retirement lifestyle that I want. And I'll probably be fine, but it makes me nervous every time I withdraw money from that account because I don't want to live too long and run out of money. And the recent
0: downturn only makes it worse. Am I worrying too much? That's a great question. It kind of piggybacks a lot of the points that we did just talk about, but worrying too much? No. Uh, there, there's nothing abnormal about worrying in in such a crazy volatile time. I mean, Ben, you said it, it was down as much as 30 35% in just weeks, um, you know, even days. So, to see your account go down that much and here's where the, there's kind of a fine line between staying educated and watching too much. TV. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, you, you want to stay informed, but my goodness, uh, the, the headlines can be just demoralizing, daunting, You, whatever descriptive word you want to use. And, and sometimes it can be too much. I mean, I strictly read a lot of Headlines out there, not really headlines, but the actual articles themselves, because the headlines are clickbait. Yeah. Now I'm not saying the content inside the article can be very informative and very useful, but my gosh, you, you just think it's complete doomsday, and it's not going to be. I mean, it is just one. I fully believe that it's just not going to be. So we're going to get out of this. So someone in Rick's situation, I get it. I mean, his again, depending on how he was invested, his million dollars is could be. As low as six hundred thousand or seven hundred fifty thousand or whatever it may be, but again, going back to hey, if we cannot take as much income on a monthly basis then then that's fine because when you have a plan in place you don't when you look at your total nest egg and other sources of income that you have coming in, whether it's a pension, social security, maybe social security times two because you and your spouse, you want to look and see what percentage of income you need to take out of your nest egg. So if you start getting that percentage way too high, then you, you really do run the risk of running out of money uh, too quick, especially in a downturn and especially if you need that much every single month because if the market does go down, if your accounts are down 20% and you're taking out 5%, well, you're down 25%. Okay? You're Okay, down much more than that and you're taking it out when it's much, much lower. So having that plan in place, looking at, okay, how much income do I need And then when the market does do well, maybe we carve off some of those profits and do some of the things that we want to do, whether that's travel and be with family or whatever costs that you want to associate with retirement. So, again, that's why there's just a huge method to the madness when you do get to retirement and start taking that money out. It's just very different than when... People our age who are working, we're just plowing ahead and saving money and saving money. I mean, yeah, we may look up and go, holy cow, the market was down 2,000 points today. Good grief. So it still stinks to look and see your statements uh, go down in value, but I'm not worried about it because I'm in it for the long term. And most investors are, but different ages obviously has different uh, worries uh, to an individual based off of how much they've lost and how much income they need. So thanks for your question, Rick. Uh, appreciate that.
1: You can always send in your questions to blackoakam.com. It's getting to know you time. Hey, yeah, yeah. We'll close out the show with a little getting to know you with, uh, with Ryan. We know about him as a financial professional, but what about away from the office? So today's question, uh, getting to know you personally, Ryan, they say that smell is the sense that most closely ties to your memory. So what's a distinct smell that you can remember, or maybe something you could smell right now that would take you back to a certain place in time? It's,
0: when I, this this question kind of piqued my interest because I was actually having a conversation with a good friend of mine not too long ago, and I don't know where the conversation was going or how it even got started. I think we were talking about travel or something and it was kind of crazy i went to disney world as a young kid and we stayed at the resort uh, in orlando uh, called the polynesian and i distinctly and i know they pump those things full of of scents and, and odor and things like that but i just i distinctly remember as a little kid smelling whatever smell that was at the polynesian and we took our kids there not last year, but the year before, I believe. If I'm, my years are starting to run together, but I believe it was two years ago, and we stayed at the Polynesian again because I just wanted to go back and see how different it was, or if it wasn't. Looked very similar with obvi- some obvious upgrades, but I mean, as soon as I walked into the place, I instantly the the smell was the exact same. And it just kind of brought you back to when you were a kid. Now, obviously, that's why Disney is a well-oiled machine, because they just think of every fine detail like that. But when I saw that uh, bullet point there, I'm like, oh, that's a great one, because I just had this conversation. But uh, Disney, uh, kudos to them. They know exactly what they're doing, and they pay attention to detail.
1: Yeah, I wonder if your, your kids will remember that down the road. Uh, later, in I bet life.
0: you. I bet you they will, because I even said something to them. I'm like, "Holy cow, Lindy <laughs> and Lucas, this is the exact same smell that I." smelt when I was a little kid, when I was your age. So hopefully it'll, it'll be a memory for them
1: too. That's pretty cool. That'd be cool to share that. Well, Ryan, let's close it out on that note. Uh, very good, good, good conversation today. You know, the coronavirus is front center for us. And, uh, you know, I appreciate a little bit of information and insight into kind of what we're seeing and what we're dealing with. And hopefully anybody that has questions, any further, a couple of things you can do, obviously you can call Ryan at 470 0508. They have offices in Alpharetta and Cartersville, but serve all the Atlanta area and a little beyond that. But also, as I mentioned, top of the show, log on to their website and you'll see right at the front, the retirement rescue kit. Go ahead and hit that button, send my toolkit, get you one delivered. But it also, uh, Ryan will keep you updated on what's going on and uh, keep you in the loop on webinars too. He's creating webinars, was doing them daily, but now weekly and who knows how that's going to shift. Everything shifts across the country, every, every which way. So that might be uh, different next week, but either way, those will be on demand as well. So anything he's gone through in the past, you can go back and, and listen to those and watch those as well. So a lot of great resources on the website and I encourage you to check them out when you have some time. So Ryan, thanks again for, uh, for making some time for this episode. I
0: uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good, uh, good episode, a lot of good topics to talk about.
1: We'll talk to you next time. Hit subscribe, uh, whatever podcasting app you listen to. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. This is Perfect Game Retirement.
0: The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta, Cartersville, and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden. And learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement.
1: Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.